Healing the Onion Podcast, Episode 2 of the Sexy Summer Series, How Our Oh-So-Sexy Hormones Get Dysregulated. Welcome to Peeling the Onion Podcast with Cheryl Passwater and Nancy Campbell. Join us in a range of experts as we explore the layers of physical, mental, and spiritual health and talk through ideas for how we can support your wellness journey. Let's jump in and peel the onion. Nancy, hi. Cheryl, hi. I'm super jazzed. We're talking about hormones again today. I have to say, I was at the Biotics Research Functional Medicine Conference last weekend, and Mm. I sat in on an amazing, amazing lecture by Dr. Lindsay Bergson talking about hormones. And I am just like so jazzed about hormones right now. Yeah, girl, bring it on. I'm so excited. And for those of you who don't know biotics, they are a a supplement company and they have a lot of respect in the integrative medicine world, but I can't wait to just, you know, I don't know what I'm trying to say right now, but like, you know, extract from your brain, like a sponge, what you've taken away from that amazing workshop. It sounds awesome because today we're we're like in episode two of our hot summer, sexy summer series. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. You and I are like a little frizzle fried. I think for, for me, this is the end of the school year for my kiddo. And if you're listening right now in a more close to when this is recorded, we are entering summer. So things are kind of jumping. And, and as Cheryl told me, the solar flares of, of the sun are encroaching very closely to the earth right now. And so between that and Mercury retrograde, I, I don't know what's going on. I'm having a hard time. Well, maybe you guys are feeling the same wild energies that we are feeling, <laughs> but today we want to talk about, well, what gets our hormones so dysregulated? Our so, so sexy hormones. If you listened in, I'm um, On our last episode in our summer series, we started to talk about what's sexy and all these different things. But today we want to focus on a little bit about what dysregulates our hormones, including and the big topic of like toxicity, which really dysregulates all the things, but really mucks up our hormonal systems and creates immune dysfunction and all the things that we've been talking about on this podcast for a while now. So I'm really excited that we are going to be picking this apart today. Yeah, we're going to talk about this from a view of the external factors, but all, and also some internal factors. So we kind of we want to. We are not biochemists. We're not going to dive deep, deep down into the rabbit hole of of you know breaking this apart. This is this is meant to be easily you know attainable and like easy to wrap our head around. Uh, we also are eager for you to walk away from this with some simple and affordable and easy ways to make transitions in your home, transitions in your diet and transitions in your, you know, supplemental healthcare to, to help you just to help those hormones kind of get back in into baseline. We also are going to address kind of what, what does it look like to have some dysregulated hormones? And there, you know, there's some well-respected practitioners out there who fully believe that if we can get our hormonals on track and well-balanced, we kind of fix everything. That seems like a magic pill, but once you realize how integrated they are into almost nearly every aspect of our 
our systems, especially, you know, it's, we think us ladies are pretty complicated. Men are also just as complicated and we can't ignore that. And so, yeah. So anyway, so let's dive in. We got, we have, we have lots to talk about. What we're going to do is actually just start off, talk about what is hormonal dysregulation and what does that look like? And so, you know, I think for us ladies, one of the, you know, easy, you know, top of mind issues around hormones always comes back to our menstrual cycles. And so what that looks like and, 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 you know, what that looks like from the time that we got into puberty, right. You know, our faces are full of acne. We've got these, you know, this, this uterus that we're starting to get to know better. And, and it's doing all these things when we started our periods. And so it gets a little overwhelming because, you know, we're both these raging hormonal teens feeling all the things are, you know, trying to regulate our bodies and our minds at that stage of life. And, and every stage of life, as we hit our twenties our thirties our forties or fifties and, and like, and, and into our later part of life, once you've gotten past menopause, you know, women's hormones, you know, are well known and well observed. What we don't think about are all the other ways that our hormones get dysregulated. Yeah. So Cheryl, I mean, since you just, since you're like, your brain is chock full of great examples right now, (laughs) I'm going to throw it to you. I have lots of ideas, but I want to hear your juicy new details for our hot, sexy summer series. Well, I think it's, you know, we think about hormones as the things that drive our sexual desire, our our menstrual cycles and so forth. But, you know, hormones are more complicated because we know that our gut is where a lot of our hormones live and are produced, our serotonin, our dopamine and so forth. And our our gut is directly correlated to our brain through what is called the vagus nerve. So we know that hormonal dysregulation can also be a sign, you know, anxiety can be a sign of hormonal dysregulation and depression, but also, you know, our hormones, because it's our gut, it's also our brain, Uh, but it's also what is our called our HPATG axis, our um, hypothalamus, our pituitary gland, our um, thyroid gland, our adrenals and our gonadal, which is our reproductive organs and glands. And they, they all work together. They're all in partnership. So when one thing gets dysregulated, you're going to see something else get dysregulated. And just like in our gut health series, you know, we've talked a bit about, about hormones, but it's like, whatever, you know, is happening in the gut does not stay in the gut. And we've talked about that in our skin series and, you know, all these different sort of factors come in. And so the hormonal system is both complicated and in some ways can be really simple and, you know, taking care of your gut and really supporting your immune system, which we know about 70% of our immune system resides in the gut. When you take care of your gut, you're going to help take care of your hormones And what we've really seen is we have a major crisis, and I'm going to call it a crisis, of men who are having depleted testosterone levels. The rates of infertility have significantly risen. We are seeing women with a lot of women with undiagnosed PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, you know, dysregulated menstrual cycles girls who are on even boys who are having early puberty, you know, so all these different things, they don't, they don't happen overnight. They they're happening for a reason. And with all things, we have to look at the bigger picture. And this is really where the conversation of like, well, what is toxicity and how are we being exposed to endocrine disruptors? 
and chemicals and these things that they do, they disrupt the gut and therefore they're disrupting our hormones. That's right. That's totally right, Cheryl. And I think one one of the things that we don't think often enough about is, you know, we take for granted that the companies that we rely on to feed us, to clothe us, to bathe us, to bathe our, you know, to help fill our home with furniture, our sheets, our towels. I mean, you just like the list keeps going on, right? Where we, they have had to make certain choices in their production to limit cost, to ensure freshness and, and shelf, shelf stability. They have created hacks, let's just say using certain chemicals to help us, you know, to help ease our lives and to make things more convenient. And then in the course of all of that convenience and, and the process of making new cool toys and gadgets and things that we use every day, chemicals, you know, chemistry has had a huge effect. Those chemicals, some of which we understand their impacts, some of which have been in our lives for a long time, and we're just understanding their impact on our lives. And unfortunately, it's not until we see patterns of birth defects or hormonal dysregulation and people and advocates have really come out to say, Hey, wait, pause. We need to really take a look at a hard look at, at some of the things that these companies are using and being more informed about what we are consuming. So there are tons of resources, thankfully now, because of that advocacy level, everything from advocacy levels, from, from the, from the government, right. And that that's part of their role, which is, you know, the, the FDA's oversight, the, to help us regulate the good and the bad, but they aren't always filtering to a certain, to the level that will truly support our health. And so what we're here, what we want to sort of expose, which is some of the things that you already know, most likely, but it's a good reminder to remember that we got to keep in mind things that we are consuming I want to I want to add one quick note with the Environmental Working Group. If you don't know the Environmental wor- Working Group's work, <laughs> they are an amazing of things that you can avoid <laughs> and should avoid. You might know them about because of the Dirty Dozen Organics list that they produce every year. And so, if you need to you know, look up a certain shampoo, a laundry detergent. If you are in the, in the, in the space where you're ready to really start purging your products, your facial products, your laundry products, your dishwashing products, and really take a harder look at what, what you're putting on your body and, and consuming in your body, they have a database, which is pretty reliable. And it's also a place where you can search by company name, product name, but also by the chemical. So if you're not, if you see something on it, like an, an ingredient list, you can type that into their website and get more information. So I would love to throw in a data point here. Please. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hold on to your panties, everybody. Okay. Oh. So <laughs> there is an estimated 2000 additional new chemicals that are developed and put into commercial use every year. Mm-hmm. The TSCA, who is responsible for testing chemicals, in the United States, only test about 20 chemicals at a time. Wow. And that testing takes a few years. So even if they find a problem, the companies using those chemicals get a five-year window to phase out the usage of that chemical. 
critical. Wow. Five so, years is a long time. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think a great example of this is talc baby powder, Johnson mm-hmm. Johnson's baby powder. You know, this is, I think, a great example where they went on for years and years and years, even though they knew that talc was causing cancer and reproductive issues, you know, in the population. And we're just getting away with it. It wasn't actually until very recently that they stopped putting talc in their products. But we also find talc in makeup and all kinds of things. So, you know, I think also the best defense is a good offense. Like, do your research, become well-educated. I really love Laura Adler's work. She's the environmental toxin nerd. She's a great resource. And there's lots of other good resources out there, but do, do, do your good, deep research. Because yes, while we have... um, Agencies that are put in place to ideally, you know, protect us and reduce our chemical exposure. Unfortunately, that doesn't mean that those chemicals aren't out there or that we are not being chronically exposed to things. And, you know, with chemicals, I think it's really important as we talk about toxicity and even just about the body, there is never one like experience or one contact with a chemical or other that causes dysregulation in the body. It's the fact that we are constantly coming in contact with things, whether we know it or not. And, you know, we, as much as we can, you know, preach the gospel of organic food and good sourcing and having clean products and so forth, you know, there's so much toxicity in the world. You're never going to be able to get rid of all of it, but you want to reduce and like reduce, reduce, reduce your exposures to things so that our immune systems don't don't get dysregulated and our guts don't get dysregulated and our hormones don't get dysregulated. And this is where we encourage everybody do your research, do some really good reading, you know, really go through every part of your home and be mindful in the products that you put on your skin, on your children, you know, the things that go in your body and so forth. Yeah. I think one thing that really came up for me as I started to detox my life. And this has really been a long, it's kind of been a long, slow burn for me. Some people come in and radically I've known just like shed their entire house. They, they repaint everything in low VOC paint and they're, and they're, they're dumping all of their expensive, fancy cosmetics to something also just as expensive, but cleaner, but they are really trying to work through what, what, you know, in like in a real clean out approach. Mine has been a little more slow and I, and I could see myself with some resistance, right. Of like, I don't want to have to change my life in some ways. I don't want to have to take the time, but I think what, what we have to become aware of is that, and is that there's, there's a hesitation to want to slow down and look at the convenience products that we use all the time and make the connection to what's going on in our body. And, and especially like, like in our sweet little kids' bodies who are vulnerable, even more vulnerable than we are to some of these exposures. And so, you know, the harder part is also, and the expensive part is also managing disease right. And dealing with health issues and and repercussions. And I will say that, you know, and share here that I've had my own reproductive issues, mostly from an estrogen dominant side, you know, standpoint, history of fibroids, a history of, of, of ovarian cyst, you know, in some infertility challenges that Greg and I had to go through to, to bring Lucia into this world or our six-year-old. And so, 
is that because of some of my toxic exposures? Probably, right? Probably. And so I need to, I think, slowing down, taking the time to read a label, taking the time to go through the environmental working groups database. They have a rating system. And I've been literally standing in Costco, plugging in what's what looks on the on the product of a bottle of, of detergent like a clean detergent that one that will not you know harm bring in some hormonal dysregulation and it gets a terrible rating it's fragrance free it's blah 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 free it's blah blah, blah. you know it looks beautiful and natural and it's just yes. it's just not so we just need to make sure that like assume assume the worst and be surprised when it's you know and like yeah. a good thing so Anyway, so enough of our like our preaching here. We're we're not here to preach and kind of dig through, you know, like our our opinions on products and government regulation. Our goal here today, again, is just to help you guys be better informed and so and to make better choices. So let's start digging into some areas of, of our home and our lives that we can make some adjustments. Yeah, let's do yeah. it. Right. I think we should start in the kitchen because mm-hmm. who doesn't like eating? I know. Hopefully you guys are cooking your food or the majority of it and sourcing it yourself, you know, that you're not, you know, eating takeout all the time or something, but let's start in the kitchen. Yeah, let's do it. It's one of my favorite places. And it is my jam, man. That is, I I live in it. And I would also say that, frankly, we should be in it pretty frequently too. And one of the things that I think comes up a lot, and, you know, you already hinted towards it, Cheryl, is is the organics decision. So we can start with the food decision and that and sourcing our food. And we've mentioned this before. I think you really need to consider that if it is a delicate fruit or vegetable, and what I mean by that is berries, right? And seeded porous things, peaches, apples, nectarines, apricots, and lettuce is herbs, fresh herbs. When you can, buy organic. Absolutely. If it's there in front of you, like organic romaine, organic mixed greens, organic cilantro, organic parsley, organic celery. Celery is just gnarly, man. And it is also, you know, we also think about all these vegetables and fruits. They're also so full of water. And so if you can, you know, really just try to think about how the chemicals that are sitting on the surface of those vegetables very easily break through the cell barrier of, of the vegetables, you know, flesh. And so that cell, all, all, all those little mighty cells that are, that construct that celery stock are also, you know, holding on to all of those toxins a lot easier than say a potato. And so those are, again, hats off back to the environmental working group. They produce a a dirty dozen and, and a clean 15. And so those are ways to start. If you, if you want to make the choice to start to, you know, hack away, kind of, you know, hack at, the toxins in in your life. That's a great way to start. We also need to think about tools though. Tools in our kitchen are are pretty important, right? We we can, you know, and we don't think about them a lot. Sometimes it's just like, oh, I've just, you know, I've had this, you know, spatula that my mother gave me, you know, since I was, you know, 18, 19 years old, moving out of the house. 
and yeah, it sort of melted on the top, you know, it's sort of like, it's like, <laughs> and like, I can't tell you how many of like those I have had over the course of my, of my cooking career. And now that we have silicone and in, 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 like in our lives, I want to just encourage everybody right now to replace anything plastic. That's a utensil. Amen. Uh, mm-hmm. I want you to go to wood. I want you to go to metal and I want you to go to silicone. And those three, those three strategies will help tremendously. We also need to talk about our pots and pans. Pots and pans. I know everybody most likely has heard some whisper of the fact that Teflon is toxic. And I want to be really clear that Teflon is toxic primarily at it, it, it in and of itself. It, it is a stable compound. It, when it is in good shape, and kept below 500 degrees Fahrenheit, it, it can be absolutely toxic free. What I need you guys to understand is that when we leave that skillet on too hot, when it goes into the oven for too long, if it's a like, like an oven friendly pan, when you have, when you're you know, kid or, uh, you know, person in your, in your family who doesn't know how to use the correct utensils on their Teflon pan has chipped that Teflon and exposed it. And it's starting to come off. It is time to dispose of that pan period. It is, you are eating Teflon. We don't need to be eating Teflon. We need to make sure it's one of the things that I want to encourage you is like, go in, take an inventory of your skillets, take an inventory of your, of your pots and pans, and let's make a decision to throw away things that are chipped and, and, and peeling. That's not a good sign. I tell my students too, and even my clients, like, just get rid of all your Teflon because it's carcinogenic, even if it's not peeling. There are ceramic and other options out there also to add to Nancy's list that are really, really good ones. I was really excited. Last night I talked to, at a discovery call with um, somebody who'd come to my detoxify your home course class and both of my gut health classes. And, And when I was talking to her at the end of our conversation, she was like, you would be really excited. She's like, because she's like, I, I took your detox, your home class and I've gotten rid of all the plastic. I cleaned up all the dishware and stuff for my children, their water bottles for us as well. I got rid of all the plastic and switched to glass and um, stainless steel you know, containers. And I got rid of all the aluminum <laughs> and I am switching out my water system. And I think, you know, Nancy brought up a great thing, which is like slow and low is always a great way to win, win the race, right? Do the thing. And so I too have done that myself. And I tell all my students, like pick two or three things that you're going to do now that are small things and find like one big ticket thing that you're going to do for the year. Maybe that's getting a water system for your house or a Berkey. Maybe that's swapping out your sheets and getting organic cotton versus, you know, having standard sheets where your skin is teaching those and you're, I mean, not teaching, touching those and you're, you know, sleeping in those all night long and breathing in those chemicals, right? There's lots of ways that we can upgrade. And so I love that you brought um, some of these points up, Nancy. It's like, you know, slow and low is always a great way to make sustainable change. And that's what we all want, right? We want sustainable change, things that we're going to stick with and don't feel like such a big deal either. And also I just want to add to that, like, yes, sometimes things are more expensive. However, like we're also making investments in ourselves and investments in our health. 
And so we want to be able to live our vibrant full selves. And so sometimes we need to reconfigure how our brains and how our minds think about our health and our investment in ourself and our self-care. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Honestly, I think one of the biggest things that I, I come across are people really struggle going from plastic to metal is the lack of conversion to a microwave, but there's always glass. So I think what you want to make sure of is, especially when we are like we're sending kiddos to school with, with lunch boxes, thinking about, you know, just making the purge. There's plenty, plenty, plenty of like Disney princess, you know, Marvel character, you know, really fun kid, you know, a kid focused stuff out there that is BPA free and, and metal. So that's, that's a pretty common thing. I think most people know about, but I think the thing, um, we want to really focus on is when we go to the pots and pans conversion, we kind of want to focus on iron skillets and stainless steel. And when we look at stain and we, we want to avoid aluminum and we want to avoid Teflon. If you have some Teflon pans and that's not the, 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 the next step that you want to make financially, take the one that's in worse shape. And tr- again, this again with the low and slow trade it in. And I want to just give a little tip out there. Some of the best places that I found to find really affordable, high level pots and pans. People ask me this question all the time. Honestly, it's like, what should I buy? What company should I get? How should I, you know, where, where, where should I go with this? And I'm like, honestly, you know, you could wait for one of the big sales at one of the big department stores. Or they are certainly, you know, having them all the time, you know, going back to old school Macy's and, you know, and Kohl's and, you know, uh, Bloomingdale's and, and, but then also just walking in, walking into a TJ Maxx, right. Walking into a home goods, these, these larger companies that are, that are getting, have plenty of all clad, plenty, plenty of Cathlon and Cuisinart, which are the three main companies that I really promote. I think if you can get a hold of some iron skillets, you need to know, like you need to know how to take care of them. And there's plenty of, of, of information out there to do that. But Lodge, Lodge is, how do you pronounce it, Cheryl? Lodge or Lodge? Lodge. Thank you. I don't know why I got luge. Anyway, so so then one additional point to make is that, you know, plastic's not like some people, I know some people have a really extreme reaction to plastic in food. And and real issue, and I just want to reiterate this, is leaching. Plastic it doesn't maintain itself for long. You know, one of the things that we got to keep in mind is that plastic is it deteriorates. And so the one, you know, getting the quart of, you know, soup from the Chinese restaurant while in that big, clear plastic container isn't awesome. One of the biggest issues, quite frankly, is hot up against plastic. It's not, that's not going to poison you forever, but the, 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 if you're going to be storing anything in plastic, again, if, if you're long-term detoxification of your house does not include, you know, getting rid of all of your plastic Tupperware. My, the one next step to make is don't reheat in the microwave in plastic period, put it on a plate, put it, put it in ceramic. Also don't, don't put your hot stuff right into plastic. So you want to cool it on the stovetop, cool it down as fast as possible and then put your cold food, your cold leftovers in plastic. 
plastic I use to freeze in plastic all the time. The, the, the point there is that we're going to put cold food in plastic, Ziplocs in plastic, storage containers. And, and if you want to store in glass, one of the most helpful ways to store in glass are in mason jars. The way to do mason jar freezing, however, is, is not um, all, like always intuitive. You need to do a wide mouth mason jar. It can't, it, it should not be one of the ones where it has a neck that kind of comes up into a smaller, you know, opening. You want a wide mouth jar, you want to give at least about an inch of space, a head space in, in, at the top. So things don't spill over. This is an interesting, so this is an interesting dichotomy because, you know, mm-hmm. Nancy and I are very, we're different people, you know, and we're friends and we work together. I have a plastic free home. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, with the exception of like, you can't totally get rid of like all plastic, like wires are covered in plastic and you know what I mean? Like you get things that, you know, are components of plastic, but about four years ago, I spent a year getting my home about 90% plastic, 80 to 90% plastic free, especially when purchasing products and food storage and stuff. But, you know, and to add to that with those, you know, ball jars and stuff is you can get glass containers that are totally freezer proof and can, you know, totally be good for the freezer. I, you know, I make a lot of bone broth and that's what I store my own um, bone broth in, you know, you can get rid of baggies and switch to bees wraps. There's lots of amazing silicone containers. There's lots of really great solutions out there. And again, like what works for you, you know, like what works for Nancy may not work for me. What works for me may not work for Nancy and for each of you out there. And this is where we all get to sort of choose our own adventure mm-hmm. also. And like, well, what are we doing in our, in our day today? We should also talk about, well, what are the things that we're putting on our skin? You know, and when I started my own personal journey of detoxifying my own home, you know, I started with my kitchen and did a lot of these great swaps that Nancy has mentioned. And I started with food, but I also over the many years have really upped my game when it comes to, you know, what is going on my skin, whether that is makeup or sunscreen, but also what I brush my teeth with and, you know, keeping in mind that our skin is our biggest organ and it's absorbent. So whatever we're putting on it is direct, directly getting absorbed into our bodies. It's really such a crucial area. Now there are lots of companies, you know, fluoride actually calcifies the pineal gland and the HPA TG acne. It's also a disruptor. So, you know, we want to get fluoride out of our water and what we're drinking, but also out of our toothpaste. There's some great companies out there that I really love. There's one one company called Risewell. They're in New York City. I love their toothpaste, but also like Redmond's Real Salt. There are lots of companies that you can get cleaner toothpaste from. Skincare, again, makeup being a huge one. There's a great series right now on HBO Max called Not So Pretty. It's all about environmental toxicity, um, including talc and not just baby powder, but um, in a lot of skincare products. And so I encourage you guys, like, get a $10. HBO Max membership for like a month and watch this this documentary docu series. It's really fantastic. It's like four episodes, but you know, it's really getting ladies and, and gentlemen too. If that's your jam, switching to clean nail polish and clean makeup um, and skincare products. You know, I like the company Ilia, Olive and June. There's lots and lots of amazing companies out there, but also. There's an app called Think Dirty. You guys can download it on your smartphone. And it's great because you can go back and also scan things like 
what you're washing your clothing in. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a purist. I've started making a lot of my own products at home, you know, and even my own cleaning products, um, which are really easy to do essential oils and baking some aluminum free baking soda and vinegar takes you a really long way. But again, we're just, we're reducing exposure. And like, I fully get to like every once in a while, you're like my shower, it's getting a little weird, you know, the grout, it's getting a little, a little funky. And sometimes you need to go get like a cleaner, a cleaner form of like a bleach and you got to deal with it. Right. But just keep in mind that there are lots of ways that we can, you know, balance things out. We want to reduce and minimize what we are putting on our bodies and in our bodies. And also I want to just bring up too, in the mix with that is feminine products, ladies, and especially young girls and teens who are, you know, getting, starting their menstrual cycles for the first time, you know, anything that is coming in contact with your tchotchke and going in your tchotchke contain chemicals. Now, the beautiful thing is, you know, we now have silicone things like Diva cups that help catch our menstrual cycles that are non-toxic solutions. There are also, you know, if you're into having a free flow, there are great companies out there um, like Isle in particular that I really like that have, you know, period panties, you know, Mm -hmm. where you can have organic, clean materials helping you through your cycle. They even have pads that you can snap in. So maybe if you're working, um, you have your teenage or a young adult who maybe is not ready to insert things, but you want other alternatives. There are great, there are great things out there. And, you know, I really encourage you if you're going to use more conventional tampons, make sure they're organic, make sure they're not bleached, make sure they're, you know, full of good ingredients. And that's where that Think Dirty app can be really helpful, but also research companies. The best defense is a good offense. Yeah, it's tricky. There's a lot of information out there and it, and it can be really conflictive. I think one of the things to keep in mind is, is just, again, assume, assume the worst. And then when you can get some clarity, it's people, most companies now, like one of the makeup company, Ilya, that you mentioned is and one of the ones that I, I'm also in love with. And they, you know, they are, they're proving what they're making choices on and how they're making choices. There's a lot because of the movement to make things cleaner because of our, our, our more educated consumer population out there. They're really taking a stance. If it's vague or if there's nothing clear on their site about it, it's one thing to be cruelty-free, right? Let's be clear. Like it's one thing to be cruelty-free. It's another thing to actually be toxin-free. And so don't confuse the two. Greenwashing. Um, it is, it is greenwashing. It, it's it, like, it's that laundry detergent that I was looking at at Costco. I was psyched by the price, but I had to walk away. Right. So yeah. anyway, the point is we, not all of us can, can afford to go organic everything. And, and so I think what's important is, you know, again, peeling, peeling back, you know, one layer at a time to start to do it as much as you can and making sure that like, it's a little, it, it can also just be little things. Like when you, when you buy new clothes, you need to wash them first. There's a reason you got to wash them first. Yeah. Everything, you know, you don't want them sitting on your skin, new sheets, new towels, wash all of that, all those chemicals off. There are all sorts of preservative chemicals used to help stabilize color. For example, it's one of many things in like 
in our clothes that are not good for our skin. Speaking of which, speaking of skin, we have an incredible episode, by the way, that digs into this super deep um, when it comes to the, our skin and the absorbency of chemicals. And that is with Lauren Zajac. I always bring mispronounce her name, Cheryl. I apologize. Zajac. Zajac. Thank you. I knew I was going to mess that up. Sorry. But anyway, she's on, check it out on, on, on our podcast. She goes deep into all the ways that our, our skin is one of the most vulnerable places on our body. And frankly, we're like recovered in it. So, and, and we, and we, yeah. we, we put stuff on it all, all day long. So we got to make sure that that's, yes. that's clear. But anyway, like, and most people know that like, even like, like with dry cleaning, right? So like, Dry cleaning our clothes is bad for the environment on so many levels. And if you absolutely have to dry clean, go for an organic dry cleaner because there's so many chemicals in that process that are so bad just, just for the water table and just for the our the water yeah. itself, but not to mention what's with like all the residual products that are coming off of our skin. Absolutely. So anyway, I just want to say that we are um we are We've certainly preached a lot about the importance of purging our pantries, uh, purging our, our makeup drawers, making sure that our feminine products are clear, you know, thinking, gentlemen, think about, you know, what you're shaving your face with. What do you, what kind of colognes and are, are we using and perfumes are we using? One of the things that Lauren really reiterated, honestly, in the skin episode is that if you're, are smelling, like if there's a scent that's you. There's usually something toxic behind that. That's true in food. I mean, obviously, there's some herbs and spices that have that have like an aroma, but we got to think about like you know the drinks that that smell good, the candy, and not to mention all the perfumes and shampoos. Well, we have to remember with everything. We have this is about our hormones, right? It's about our dysregulation. It's about what we don't see and what we are constantly in contact with like foreign invaders, if you will. And so it really is as a a kind of mindfulness. And so we, you know, we have to kind of keep moving forward. And the the goal here is not to be doom and gloom, right? We're sounding a little dark today. It's dark outside. It's raining. It's moody. The energies of the world, a little wacky, as we said at the beginning of the episode, but the goal here is the more, you know, The more informed you are, the more you make change, the more you improve, the more you gain vibrancy and wellness. The one other thing that we wanted to talk about today that is also really important is, well, we also need to be detoxifying toxins and toxicity gets stored in the body. And so, you know, we detoxify through our bowel movements, through our urine, through our sweat, through our fingernails growing, through our hair. And it's really, really, really important that we are doing, we're having all those things come into balance, that we are equally doing those things. And that's why we need to be moving our bodies, having happy movement, whether that is working out or dancing it out or sitting in the sauna and sweating it out deeply. But we also need to be not constipated and we need to be really clearing our bodies. We need to have optimal glutathione levels. You know, there's all these different factors. And that's why, you know, in many cultures of the world, also we see that people detox, they have a period where they eat down or they, maybe they go through a, a process of 
juicing or other, because they know the importance of giving the gut time to um, rest, but also allowing the body to clear and take a break from these day-to-day things that we come in contact with. But also our adipose tissue, our body fat is a big part of where we store toxicity. So the more body fat you have, the the more toxic you're going to be, no matter how clean you try to keep it because toxins are stored there and they release as we detox. And so it's really a fascinating thing. The body is so smart and how the body works and trying to keep us clear, but also for us to, you know, have an optimal BMI and really be mindful of our day-to-day activities and how we keep things regulated. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the whole key to this is like, we are going <laughs> to like when our hormones are, di- are dysregulated and, and we're dysregulated and we're not feeling sexy. We're not feeling like running you know, a marathon, not, not that we need to run a marathon, but like, like the marathon of life. Like it's just, it's, it's not, we need to be able to, to sustain ourselves. And I think one of the things I really feel like when my hormones are out of whack, I don't feel like I have that steadiness. I don't feel like I have the energy to kind of pull me throughout the day. That's something to really tap into. I mean, one of the things to observe for yourself, besides what we talked about in the beginning of this episode, honestly, is like, what what are your energy levels like during the day? What's your brain fog like? What's your cognition like? Where where are your anxiety levels? Where Where are your, where's your depression? When does it show up? You know, a lot of us, you know, when we, think about PMS, we just think it's like, oh, it's just a given. I'm just supposed to have a premenstrual syndrome of, you know, headaches and bloat and cramping and um, tender breast and, and maybe to be a little blue, like to feel sad. Well, honestly, if you look at it, we're actually, you know, we're just supposed to start bleeding. PMS is one of those many signs that, you know, hey, things are a little off for all for those of us who do menstruate still, our cycles can be really big indicators of how, you know, how things might be off and how we're not taking care of our bodies. So let's reframe it. I think Cheryl, I feel like, like, let's stop bitching and moaning about our cycles and what a pain in the ass they are. Let's, let's stop preventing them. Let's, let's maybe, you know, choose a form of birth control where we do actually menstruate still, but we actually work with the cycle to figure out how to, how to, you know, balance it out and figure and use it as like, like a barometer, like, Hey, you know, when, when I'm having a really hard cycle, when I have a lot of PMS, you know, when I have a really, you know, intense month, I can, it shows up that way. It shows yeah. up. And so, um, and the same thing for our digestion, you know, when our digestion is off, like you said, um, things are off. And, and I, I had a professor that I worked with in, in nutrition school and I thought this was just so beautiful. It's always stuck with me. So grateful for his asthma (laughs) Now he didn't want asthma, but he had such gratitude towards it because it, it was one, just this, this reflection back to him about the value of breath. And the value of taking a deep breath, because when you obviously have an asthmatic attack, you're not able to take that deep breath. And when his asthma would act up, it was also like the indicator, the barometer to him of saying, slow down, buddy, slow down. You need to slow down and take a hard look at like what else is going on in your life. Why are you, why is this triggering 
with this, why are you getting like asthmatic and, and why are things being triggered right now? And so I think that one of the things that overwhelms me has overwhelmed me forever are hormones. They feel scary. They feel big. They feel like a, a nuisance. You know, we, I was, you know, we, I'm sure we all, a lot of us ladies and men have grown up just like with the words, you know, estrogen and testosterone, you know, thrown around, like this is an estrogen filled room. This is a testosterone filled, you know, show. And, you know, it's used to sort of like toe the lines of sexism. It's used to toe the lines of profiling, you know, men and women and putting us into big groups. But in reality, we all have testosterone. We all have estrogen and, and they need to be in balance. So anyway, I, I want to, I also, you know, and I'm a real advocate. I think, I think all of us can feel this way of like, let's stop. Let's just stop, you know, our poor kids starting puberty at 10. Let's stop the cycle of young girls being you know, crippled and pulled out of school at the age of 15, 12 to 16, 18, because their periods are so intense. Let's slow down our thyroid, you know, issues across the board and start to really take a look, a hard look. So, and also let's remember that our bodies are smart. Our bodies are made to tolerate and to, organize themselves and naturally heal and adapt and and move things naturally. And so when we are out of balance, that's when we see the PMS and the symptoms of this and that and the achy joints and all these different things, but the body is smart and we are made to be tolerant. Right. But, But we can't, the body is smart and it's able to detox, but it can't continue. It can't detox efficiently if it's constantly being berated by toxins. Right. right. And so that's, that's, so that's can't the, tolerate anymore. no, right. So that's the whole point here is like, you know, whether we're not getting enough sleep, which I know you guys are probably tired of hearing us say that whether you're constipated, which I'm sure you're also tired of hearing, hearing us talk about poop, but also to think <laughs> about like, why, why, but Cheryl, it always comes back down to poop. Right. Yeah. But it also, we need to make sure that we are, we have to make sure that like, we're just doing our job to take out the things that are easy, low hanging fruit to start with, see if we see some changes. And if we don't see changes, keep digging deeper. And, you know, and my friends, that's, that's really the theme of peeling back any onion, right? It's sort of like, Take that first layer off and see how you feel. Take off that next layer and see how you feel. Take off the next layer and the next layer and the next layer. Keep going until you feel in balance. So I love this. Guys, we're doing something special. Go to Instagram. Mm -hmm. Follow us. Yes. And go to our bio and you're going to find, click on it. And you're going to find a nice PDF of some favorite clean products and some of the brands that we really love that are uh, trying to be more mindful and, you know, toxic free and so forth. So I'm excited that we're going to be offering that up to you guys. So you can go there and download that. And, you know, we're going to be keeping this amazing series going. So keep popping back for this sexy summer series of hot, hot, hot. And just remember, like, take care of your hormones. They will take good care of you. That's right. I know it, it comes back to you and it's so, our body is so resilient. You're going to feel it immediately. Just take a small step and see how it feels. 
All right, guys. All right, guys. Have an amazing, spectacular week and keep peeling the onion. Yeah. Bye. just finished another episode of peeling the onion podcast music is by greg dejazu you can also stay in touch with us over instagram at peeling the onion podcast and on our website peeling the onion podcast.com we would love to receive your feedback on apple podcasts and, I- and youtube peeling back the onion